If you made a list of expected casualties of 2020, a scrappy hot sauce startup might reasonably make the cut. And Hot Charlie's nearly did shudder this year. But instead, Charlie says he and his family are doing well and celebrating a very saucy last few months. After a brief hiatus, they've transitioned to a new bottler. They're getting on more store shelves, and they say they're really thankful for the spot they're in. Today, we'll bring you our conversation from just about a year ago in September 2019 to spice up your feed once again. We'll be back with a fresh episode next week, but until then, seize the plate. Blood, sweat, tears. They say it's the stuff that companies are made of, right? Well, let me tell you the story of how I met the guy behind one of the STL Food World's hot new companies. And the emphasis here is on the sweat. They say to never let them see you sweat, but this is a podcast and you can't see me. So instead, picture this. I was at Nudo House, the ramen place in Creve when I recognized a guy coming in. I knew I had seen him before. Maybe in the flames of hell? Like, I'm the guy on the label. He's Charlie Backer, the guy on the labels of Hot Charlie's Hot Sauce. He paid 35 bucks on some random website to have his face drawn into a logo. He's wearing a bow tie and surrounded by flames. The genuine Charlie, like, that's, like, Hot Charlie's is just, it's not like it's a character I play. Like, that's just a hot sauce version of me. And it's funny that you say that, though, because... Like, when I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, you really do look like the guy on the bottle. <laughs> and it's been interesting, like, a few times, like, at, like, Nudo, like, I'll be sitting there for lunch, and these people come over, like, I love your hot sauce. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you know it's mine? Like, you look like the guy on the label. I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's so humbling. What's your favorite part about that branding? You've got the fire around you, and it's not really supposed to be that you're in hell. No, no, it's that's just, I can, I can joke about it yeah. now. Back then, no, I couldn't. Um... <laughs> It's just like, it's cool. It stands out. It's, it's my personality. You ever want to bottle up someone's personality, their energy? I can't do that, but I can share it with you here. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, if you haven't met him yet, I'm going to introduce you to Hot Charlie's. Soon, his cartoon, hell-dwelling face will be on shelves across the country. But first, we're dedicating this episode to Charlie himself. We're in... World headquarters. You are. Right it's, now. it's changed a lot over the years. I used to have my de- I used to have just like a regular table over there. <laughs> In the beginning, I really like. I think I got excited when I had a lot of hot sauce or a lot of seasonings like in my house. Like, oh, I had like 25 or 50 cases. But like the way the business has progressed and like the least amount of interaction I can have with those products, the better. He has one hell of a story to tell. How a guy pivoted from priesthood to peddling sauces at Home Goods, and the lessons he's learned along the way. I've always loved hot sauce. Like my brother and I, when we were little kids, we used to have competitions chugging a bottle of Tabasco. Um, like we were like seven or eight. Um, so that's what sort of started me liking spicy things. And uh, it was about eight or nine years ago, I was getting ready for a Super Bowl party and I wanted to make some wings that had a ton of heat with flavor. And I didn't want it to be like a colonoscopy prep. So I went to Deerberg's and I just grabbed a bunch of random stuff. and. Realized like at this time in my life, I could barely make mac and cheese without destroying it. Um, so I made this hot sauce and my friends liked it. So over the next like eight or nine years, I just made it for parties. Um, and then a couple years ago, some of my friends pushed me to start selling it. So I made a Facebook page and sold like five bottles my first week. And then soon enough, it was 50 bottles a week. 
um, then I realized legally I couldn't make it from home. <laughs> and uh, in the in the same time, like I since I had like no experience in food, I didn't realize they made like plastic gloves to cook with. Mm. So I'm dealing with like extremely hot peppers, yeah. and I'm cooking in the kitchen. And there was a uh, a bath incident where I didn't properly wash my hands, and I was giving my kids a bath, and and my daughter didn't look at me for a couple weeks just because <gasps> my yeah. So. Uh, Granted, I, so at that point, I had to take it out of the house, and uh, I found a bottler, and in August 2017, we went live with my original sauce. Is it one of those, like, Mom, Dad's on fire. <laughs> like, he's lighting us on fire. Yeah. Well, and, like, we have two dogs, and, like, the, like, the cooking with those hot peppers, people were coughing in the house, and it was just, it was too much. It was fun. Like, I look back, and, like, that was a cool point, because, like, even at that point, like, I woke up one day. And it was like April 2017, and I'm like, Kelly, like my wife, I'm like, one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be a hot sauce salesman. And she's like, I know you will. But like in my mind, like, I still can't like think about that without laughing because I'm like, that's crazy. Like I went from having like a master's and working in corporate America, and now all I do every day is, is sell hot sauce. And it's, it's awesome. So selling hot sauce is underselling it a bit. In 2017, he began bottling his sauces, original and ghost pepper. Then his hot sauce dust, essentially a seasoning you can toss on everything from popcorn to dip mixes to pizza to the grilled chicken leftovers I'm eating at my desk as I write this, that came out in the spring of 2018. That dust exploded. It led to hot white cheddar popcorn coated in the spicy dust. And just in August of 2019, Charlie inked a deal with Home Goods, selling his hot sauce dust and hotter sauce dust, which is exactly what it sounds like, by the way, nationwide. But before he left his corporate life in the dust, he had been preparing for a very different career, a vocation, really. Yeah, so I studied to be a Catholic priest yeah, for seven years. Um, so back in the day, there used to be, it was called a high school seminary. So I was the la probably the last generation in the United States church that went to that. So I actually moved away to Hannibal, Missouri, and I was taught by diocesan priests and Franciscan brothers. So that's where I went. I, I lived there for nine months out of the year. And after being there for four years, I decided I want to continue studies. So I continued it in St. Louis for about three years. And yeah, I honestly thought, yeah, I thought I wanted to be a priest. I thought that's what God was calling me to be. And uh, doing it for that long, you know, sort of missing out on the high school experience, like not dating, not going to prom, not going to parties. Um, it was always a thought in the back of my head, like, is God calling me to be married? Is he calling me to be a monk? Like, I didn't know. So I just decided to take some time off, and I dated around, um, finished my undergrad in philosophy and theology, um, realized there's not much you can do with a philosophy and theology degree. It's not like these people are craving that experience. <laughs> so then I went and got my master's in HR, and I thought I was going to work in HR or sales, and that's pretty much what I did for the the next 10 years or so. Yeah. And then when you went from HR sales, obviously that kind of helped you get to the business part, but how, where's the overlap? Like talk about where you went from working in HR and sales yeah. to being HR and sales for your own company full time. Yeah. So it it's, it's one of those things like you hear all these entrepreneurs talk about like these dare to be great moments and like, oh, life is always rosy. Well, like hot Charlie's is not like your typical business where I had the idea I'm going to start a hot sauce company and then I created a business plan and then I had the funding and I, I didn't know anything, like nothing. <laughs> I was afraid of butchers. You literally didn't uh, know to wear plastic gloves. No, no. I didn't. It's such a basic mistake. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I just, 
I've taken everything as like, I just want to be the most genuine person that I can possibly be. And so I, I grew it in 2017 to about four stores. And like I had a full-time job and I was like, oh, that's, that's great. And it was just like a side, it was a hobby. Um, and so January 2018, I got a call and the company I was working for was eliminating my position in, in the division. They're getting, they're getting bought out. And I, I was already at home and Kelly came home that night from work and I'm like, Hey, I was like, I lost my job. And like, I didn't know, like, is this that moment that like that Spartacus, like I'm going to do this. And, uh, yeah. So I spent the next couple months just being depressed. Like, I know we talk mental health is a little bit in the news, just depressed. Like, I'm like, I lost my job. I'm not, how am I going to support my family? I got a wife, two kids, two dogs and a hamster that doesn't really pull its weight. And, um, (laughs) And I woke up one day. So have you seen the movie Billy Madison? Yes. Okay. First grade, Miss Lippy is reading the story about the dog that lost his way. And, and Billy Madison's like, well, you got to get out there. You got to find that effing dog. And it just like, it snapped one day and I just woke up and I'm like, I've got a wife. I've got two kids. I've got a mortgage. I got to pay groceries. And I went out and hustled. And I don't, I don't know if I, I don't think I like that word, but like, that's all I did. Like I would load up my wife's car every day. And just try to sell hot sauce in the hopes that I can pay for the groceries that weekend or pay for the mortgage in the next month. What is the value that you think your company brings? And what is it about Hot Charlie's hot sauce, the dust, the products that you're rolling out constantly now? Mm. What is it that you believe in so strongly? It's, they're different. Like you can like, again, like I've loved hot sauce my entire life. But like with Hot Charlie's, I use real garlic in it. So you really get hit with like a ton of flavor in the beginning and then the heat creeps up. And like if you were to compare like my original sauce and my ghost pepper sauce, they taste identical for the first five seconds. But with a ghost pepper, after five seconds, the the heat kicks in and it'll hit like the back of your throat and then it goes away. So like with Hot Charlie's, the focus is on the flavor, not necessarily the heat. So people can try my ghost pepper sauce and be like, oh my gosh, I had a ghost pepper sauce and it didn't make me run to the bathroom. Um, and it's the same thing like with my, my dusts, like I want to capture the flavor of a hot sauce and people can use it and they can be like, Oh, this is different. It's not like a salt. It's not like a pepper. It's something that they haven't had before. And it just is, it's intense. Like my focus is just delivering intense flavor and you know, some heat. Which is fascinating to me, considering you say you used to chug bottles of Tabasco. Yeah, but that didn't always end well. Um, like there were there didn't was, even want to know the dirty. There was an, uh, <laughs> there was another comp- uh, okay. Steak and Shake has those little pepper things. Yeah. So my brother and I used to make sandwiches with those peppers, and yeah, totally got sick when we were like eight or nine, and it's everywhere over the kitchen. It was bad. Oh my god! So what does your brother think about the sauce and the powder and everything? He loves it. Now? Like I said, when I first met Charlie, I was on an Abby Eats shoot. It was early on in the whole podcast thing. I was still trying to figure out how people became part of this whole food world. And I wanted to know from Charlie how he felt, especially being a guy who didn't even think he was all that great at sales or business relationships and had no professional food training. I always want to bring value to somebody else. And I always want to give more than I ever get. So when I'm dealing with like a new retailer or a customer, like I can't view it as a as a business deal because like then it's just so transactional and one-sided so like I want to become friends with people and I want to help them in their life or vice versa just like people helping people and just be nice and so yeah like the food scene in St. Louis people are really nice like awesome like Kui at Nudo, Ladley, Will Pelly at the Rockstar Taco, um, my buddy CJ at Patio's, Jason at Strange Donuts like these people I really I think I idolized them at one point or another in our friendship. I was like, I really looked up to them. 
And then you get to know who they really are and you realize like they're great people. They're like decent people. And I think from working in corporate America for so long, you sort of forget that. You forget that there are good people out there. And the food scene in St. Louis is just filled with a lot of tremendously nice, decent human beings that only want you to succeed. When it comes to business and life, like if I feel like I've taken advantage of somebody or I didn't treat somebody right, then I, I'm going to feel like crap. And I don't want to live like that. I'd rather, at the end of the day, say, God, I gave you my all. I'm trying to be the best person. I know I'm going to fail. I know sometimes people aren't going to like me. I know some people, sometimes people might not like my products. But as long as I'm being genuine and being a good dad and good husband, I believe everything else will work out. How will you or have you ever had to balance your desire to be this genuine, good, happy dude with being a businessman and having a family to provide for and having to frankly make money off of this? Yeah, I mean, I'm always genuine. It's, it's, I've, I've never had to sell myself short and like try to be somebody I'm not because, and I think it's because like, so like a year or so ago, I made this realization. Um, so I've been sober for a couple of years. I quit drinking alcohol. And like the first year of sobriety, it's just like you're trying to understand how am I going to go to parties and not drink? How am I going to go to these events and just be the sober guy? And, but then after that, like I realized, okay, so I was using alcohol to sort of self-medicate. Like I was struggling with social anxiety. So then, okay, you're going to these parties. You realize now you struggle with social anxiety. How are you going to be calm? And so I, I just hit this point in my life where it's like I put all my shields down. And I'm like, I'm just going to be Charlie Backer. People can love me, they can hate me, but I, I have to be me for me because I think that's one of the greatest gifts that anybody can give to the world, just being the best version of themselves. So like with Hot Charlie, it's like if I get presented with an opportunity or a meeting and say it's like, okay, it's at my, I, I got an opportunity a couple of years ago to present to a delegation from one of the largest uh, retailers in the world. And it was the same day as my daughter's uh, third birthday. So it's like, what am I going to choose? I mean, a business person might be so business focused, but well, of course I'm going to, I'm going to meet with this large, you know, 20,000 chain. But like in my mind, it's like, this is my daughter's only third birthday. Like this is the, like I will prioritize that with the belief that eventually, you know, everything works itself out. So you have to have a certain level of faith for something like that. Yeah. And like, that's the only, like I've had so many broke moments, like being an entrepreneur, like, you know, so there's slower months. There's times where it's like you might have a, wake up with a negative bank account. Um, you might have to borrow money. You might run out of gas. You might have like a letter in the mail that your power is going to be shut off. You have to figure those things out. But it's like my faith has been the thing that's kept me grounded the past couple of years. And it's what's keeping me going because I'm like, okay, God's gotten me this far and I, I can't give up now. Yeah. Let's talk about that more too, because, you know, I grew up Catholic, Dory did too, so we know what you were familiar with the seminary thing yeah. and how, you know, that life path going a certain direction. And you said that you were kind of wanting to make sure that that was your calling. Mm -hmm. um, have you felt since you've been on this current path that you've finally heard that, yes, you're in the right calling, you're doing what you are supposed to be doing? Yeah, and it was interesting. I was just at the seminary yesterday or two days ago. So I was with like some of my buddies that I was in seminary with that have you know, since gone on to become priests. Like, I love what I do every day. And especially now that I can use my platform to talk about mental health or talk about sobriety or help motivate entrepreneurs. And just like, like again, my message is always just be genuine. Like, people will love you. People will hate you, but it doesn't matter. Because even if you try to be fake, 
people are still going to love you and hate you. It, it doesn't matter. So, like, I love every day getting to wake up and sell Hot Charlies because I believe it, it, it is different. And, like, the whole mission behind it, it's like, I just get to be myself. And I'm going to ask you something without meaning in any way to be glib about this. But do you feel like it's possible for God to be at work through you with hot sauce? I mean, I think God is working through everybody, and we always have a choice. Um, but yeah, like there's been so many, so many moments on this journey where I think if I would have explained my situation to somebody outside of my inner circle, they would be like, dude, just throw in the towel, just give up. And uh, I think, I mean, I, yeah, I believe God's working, and I hope that what I'm doing is providing value to people, and it just, it allows me to support my family, and it allows me to, you know, support like non-for-profits that I like to work with and, and help other people out. So yeah, I think God's definitely at play here. And let's talk about these different products because yeah. it's not just the sauce and the dust. I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff going on with you for that right yeah. now. The dust, the popcorn. Um, popcorn released this past April, and that's that's been a great success. And that was a one of those like pinch me moments because I was like, again, that came from me releasing a dust, and then they tried it, then they loved it, then I had to move a manufacturing up to Wisconsin and did all this behind the scenes stuff. Never, you know, I always had to, I think in my mind, I always fear that the worst things are going to happen and like things aren't going to work out. And so when it happened, it was just so humbling and like seeing it at Schnucks and Deerbergs at the time and getting these responses, it's awesome. How does one wind up in home goods? Ah, okay. So this is, you know, this might be another faith moment. I was walking into walmart with kelly back in june and i knew in my mind that i had enough money to pay the bills for the next month and i'm like i'm gonna grow nationally and kelly's like as her very faithful supportive self she's like yeah i know you will <laughs> we go shopping we leave and i'm walking out and i get a call it's like hey charlie we got a meeting for you next week with home goods they want to think about bringing on hot charlie's like where the god doesn't usually work that fast that's 45 minutes you know like, can i win the lottery and um so I met with Home Goods, and I, I talked to a few people before that, and they're like, dude, just view it. This is practice. This is you have an opportunity to meet with a billion-dollar company. Yeah. They're probably not going to pick up your products. Just, just be yourself and just view it as practice. But like in my mind, I'm like, this could pay for my school, my kids' lunches. This could pay for my mortgage. This could help us to keep doing the Hot Charlie stuff. And so I went in, and it was the biggest order I've ever gotten, and it took me... It took me like a week or so to actually like comprehend what happened. And so, yeah, as of like last month, we're, I'm getting reports from like, you know, Virginia, from all around Missouri, some places in Florida, but like Home Goods has about 800 stores nationally. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's humbling, such a humbling thing. Like getting these messages from people that have like tried my dust and they love my dust. Like it's so, it's like, I just want to get pinched because like I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world. And then I talk to people. I'm like, I just feel lucky. They're like, dude, do you know how much you've struggled over the past two years? But it's like, I don't look at that as struggle. I look at that, okay, that, that was just sort of like bumpy parts on this path. Yeah. And I just, I wake up every day. I feel like the luckiest man in the world that I have, you know, a beautiful, beautiful and supportive wife, wonderful kids. And I get to, you know, work with awesome people every day. It's one yeah. of my goals to make your lovely wife, Kelly, to want to listen to this one. Okay. So talk about her role in helping you support this business and her you know, the, the hot woman behind Hot Charlie's. Yeah, so she's the one that named it Hot Charlie's. Yeah. We were going to bed, and it was in April, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to call this hot sauce. 
And she's like, well, your name's Charlie. You like hot sauce. How about hot Charlie's? I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, so I'm a very balls to the wall type person. Like I go a hundred miles. Like when I'm focused on something, I will just blow it up. Like, like with hot Charlie's, you know, we went from, you know, four stores in 2017 to 80 to hundred stores in 2018. And now we're in like 900 stores. So like I go crazy, but with all that craziness, like I'm not very detail oriented. Um, Kelly is extremely organized. So she's the one that keeps my office looking pretty. Um, when we were initially, when we were fulfilling all the packages from home, uh, I remember I attempted to package a few of them and Kelly's just like, no, I'm doing these all over. And like, she just, <laughs> she just has a special touch to things and yeah, like she's great with helping with those business things, but it's more so just having her as like my partner. Like she legit keeps me grounded and helps me when I have those lows because like entrepreneurship, like people come up to me or they can come up to some of my friends and they think that we're like multimillionaires or something. They're like, well, I see you on TV all the time or I see you in these stores. Like, yeah, but I like, realize like I might wake up with like negative hundred bucks in my bank account. Like, like you can see that. And so Kelly, you know, I, I was, I, I listened to this podcast a while ago and it was saying, you know, what do you expect out of your spouse? And somebody was saying, well, I really want them to, you know, applaud me when I make my achievements. And, and the podcaster was talking about, well, that's what the world does. The world applauds you when they see you achieve. Mm -hmm. Your spouse applauds you when they see you just being your regular self. And so that's the thing I love the most about Kelly. Like she, the faith that she has in me, the first person to say that, yes, you will be a hot sauce salesman, that when I lost my job, she wasn't mean to me, like you need to find a job tomorrow. That when I was on unemployment and when we couldn't make the mortgage and like she was there, like she was there. And like, I honestly don't know if I could have done that at the time if the roles were reversed. Like she is so loving and supportive. Yeah, like that's what people don't see. Like they don't see like these entrepreneurs wake up with negative bank accounts or wake up and you're talking to your kid who's going to school and like he wants to buy lunch because it's pizza day. And like you don't have any money in your bank account. So we're gonna send you in with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like those little things like suck that people don't see. And Kelly's there through it all. What is your advice to people who might be have this idea? They have a fire within them that they want to move forward with, or they think they might have that big idea that they want to get out there and find the effing dog. Yeah. What is your advice for them? Just do it. Do it. Don't overthink it. There have been there have been so many times with Hot Charlie's where, like even with releasing my original sauce, like I was like, oh, I'm gonna get the sauce, and then a couple weeks later I'll make a website, and somebody pushed me at the time, like, dude, no, you're launching it that day, and even with like coming out with my seasoning, like I did not intend to come out with these. Like I created this the month that I lost my job. And it was a couple of months later that my bottler at the time texted me. He's like, hey, I got your hundreds of bottles ready. I'm like, I, I, have no, I have no money for this. I didn't design the labels. And so you just sort of learn it. Like the way I describe my version of entrepreneurship is like learning how to fly a plane as you're trying to figure out how to build it at the same time of not trying to crash. Mm. So it's like, like, I didn't intend to come out with the hot sauce dust. And the hot sauce dust has been, like, the number one seller. Like, that's the one that grew nationally so quick. And if you don't take a chance, like, you're never going to know. Like, I would rather take a chance and fail miserably knowing that I gave it my all than, like, one day wake up and be like, well, I, I could have started a hot sauce company. I could have made this and, and not, you know, that would kill me. That would, that would eat me up more than failing. Like, failing, it's like... I have nothing to be ashamed of. Like if Hot Charlie's, you know, tomorrow goes out of business, it's like, well, 
I gave it my all. I made some great friendships, and I learned a lot. And I feel like you are uniquely qualified to talk about the feeling of being eaten up on the inside, having chugged so many bottles of hot sauce in your life. <laughs> but one thing Charlie insists he's not uniquely qualified for, getting it done. His story is one of a kind, but he says that everything he's learned has given him faith that you can handle the heat. If anybody out there is wanting to release a product, you know, they can feel free to reach out to me. And the St. Louis food community is awesome and they will support you as long as you just got to be a nice, genuine person and treat people like people. And I believe everything's going to work out. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production with me, Abby Larico, and executive producer, Dory Olmos. Theme music is by Jerome Fabi, Olivier Renoir, and Pierre Dubost. Special thanks this week to Jennifer Feldman. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can soak up every new episode drop like it's hot Charlie's. Leave us a rating and a review, too. And let us know your thoughts on our Instagram, at Abby Eats St. Louis. See you later, and seize the plate. <laughs> <laughs>